0: Hello and welcome to Krakow Stories podcast, bringing you stories about life in Krakow from the people who live in Krakow. Our guest today, indeed our very first guest on Krakow Stories, is Juan Sarabia, who's going to tell us all about Krakow music and the Krakow music scene. And of course, share with us his own Krakow story. Hello Juan, welcome. Can you please introduce yourself?
1: Of course, thanks David, for the invitation. My name is Juan, Juan Sarabia. I'm originally from Mexico. And I've been living in Krakow for almost 20 years. I first came here in January, 2004. It was just when Krakow was awarded the, the title of European Capital of Culture. And I remember very distinctly, still in my head, that scene of walking in and on the t- towards the main square, it was foggy. And then the fog revealing this huge sculptures of Igor Mitorei. I was very, very impressive and they did something to me a lot of people that arrived now they have they have the same experience even though the physiognomy of the city has changed a lot in the last 15 20 years i'm pretty sure that people still walk into the main square or you know walk out the tunnel into plante and they see something that they probably haven't seen anywhere else
0: can you tell us a little bit about you what you did before your your story start okay
1: well my my Krakow story it was more of an accident I met, I met a girl, I met a Polish girl back in Mexico. So that, that, the story, the Krakow story started back in Mexico. And she was the reason I came here, although not the reason I I ended up staying. We, we were together for a while. She brought me here to, to meet her family and friends. I had already plans to, to live somewhere else in Europe, which, which I did. And that distance basically broke, we ended the relationship. But Krakow stayed in my mind all the time. And I was living somewhere else here in Europe. And at some point I just decided, okay, no, I have to try. I have to try that. I have to go back to that place and see what it is. Luckily at the time I was looking for something else to do in terms of studies. I had finished industrial engineer back in Mexico. I had a a very strong inclination to the humanities and the arts. So I was looking for something else to do. The Jagiellonian university at the time. Had an offer of a, of a program in the humanities and social sciences called Euroculture, and I enrolled in that, and that's was basically my first, let's say, anchor, both anchor and catapult, let's say, here in, in in Krakow.
0: This is about the time that I first had the pleasure of meeting you because I remember that when you were working for the university with Euroculture, I was at that time doing the Krakow post, and we were in touch. Our stories started there.
1: Exactly, exactly. This. Uh, This program gave, gave me a lot. First of all, it it just opened a different, it opened a completely different door for me. A door that I, and a path with that I am very happy to be in. And yes, at the end of the studies, I was able to, to engage with the program as well and worked as a, as a coordinator. that was also the beginning of what I do now, actually. The university at the time had a, and the programs in particular had a, a strong need to to market itself and to promote itself. So this is something that I started doing as part of my job. I started teaching myself how to do a, a website, how to revamp a website, how to decide, how to do a bit of graphic design. And I acquired a few skills. And later on, when I, when I left the university and the program, I opened a company uh, to basically service uh, academic programs with marketing and communication needs. So that's, that's my, my company at the, at, at the moment.
0: It's called Paracademic. So this is marketing support, technical support for academic... For academic projects. So anything... ...nation submission. Exactly.
1: Anything connected to academia or education, we can tackle on anything that requires online marketing, anything that requires some sort of visual communication, copywriting. We do everything from web design and graphic design to videography, photography uh, social media management right now, also live streamings and all of the little things that the pandemic taught us how to do. So I was, I was working for the university for, for about six or seven years. And then I started my own, the the company. I'm still working with that. Later on, I got involved as well with, through the company, I got involved with other universities, mainly the agricultural university, Universitat de Rolenice. And together with them, I started a few a few projects. One of them was a bar. It's called Club Buddha, and we took all that bar because the university has a wing or a yetnoska unit that focuses on brewing and malting. So I was doing all of the all of the website, the graphic design, and the promotion for everything that concerned the brewing and malting yeah. unit in the university. They offered PhD programs, engineering programs, masters. Commercial courses, conferences, etc. We created this umbrella organization called the Krakow School of Brewing, and the Krakow School of Brewing, under Krakow School of Brewing, you will find all of these educational offers, and I'm still involved with them.
0: So this is still ongoing. Yes, you it, can still sign up for this course.
1: It's mainly uh, a course for people who who want to become brewers or home brewers who want to make the step to professional a uh, profession in brewing. Yeah but also for um, students of food technology, biochemistry, biochemistry, and similar, similar fields. It is now independent from the university and it caters one particular program inside the university, which is a a postgraduate program for brewers. It also organizes a a biannual conference and, and now there's going to be a new symposium called Brewing Ideas, which has been the slogan of the Krakow School of Brewing for a while. The, the way that we started, okay, just coming back and rolling back, why, how did Club Buda, how this bar came to be, yeah. it's because within all of these activities, it was impossible that we, did, we didn't brew our own beer. So the network that we had allowed us to collaborate with microbreweries in Krakow, mainly two of them. Brovar uh, uh, Kashimius Krak- uh, was one of them. And they helped us brew a, f- a, few, a few beers, three or four beers, which became part of a brand called Provar so the university brewery and we did that more for of a marketing stunt rather than we, we didn't pretend to go commercial or anything but we did it as a marketing stunt where club, club Buda used to be the place belongs to the university so we asked them if we could actually use it as a selling point so that started we opened the bar we started selling our beer and also other beers but little by little we started getting our clients, and our clients started asking about that little stage that we have there. And they didn't ask me more than three times, and I started figuring out how to organize a concert and how to put up a music program. So I I reached out to a few friends who are musicians and have been involved in the music scene.
0: When was this again?
1: This was uh, 2019. After listening to their advice, we got some equipment backlined for for the stage. We we bought a, a drum kit, we bought some amps. And we started having, we started booking bands there. So it slowly but steadily took, took a life of its own in, in music. And we started building up a name for, for ourselves and our reputation, but this was one year before the pandemic. So we, we had, to, we had to, or well, like everyone else, we had to face, we had to face the music then and uh, the music stopped. It was a short, it was a short lived, but very intense shortly, but intense, intensely lived moment that music club really really gave me a sense of potential and the possibilities. And also I just discovered a new, a complete new field that I, that I didn't know I was, I could be good at and I could develop. So, so I plunged heads in and I completely plunged into it. And I am, I'm very passionate about music. I've always, uh, I grew up listening to all kinds of music and now suddenly in Krakow, I had the chance to, to become involved with what's going on with live music.
0: The progression then has been from your studies, to the brewery, the school of brewing, mm-hmm. to finding a place to serve the beer, mm-hmm. and people saying this would make a great venue. And this is the spark that ignited the next phase.
1: Exactly. And the last part, let's say the last, or the current the current activity that it, we kind of added to is is Krakow music, krakowmusic.com. We started Krakow music, Club Buddha started Krakow music, to create a support network to put up a music program when the doors, when doors reopen, we launched the project and the website in the middle of the pandemic around March, 2020, and in the course of three months, about 70, 60 to 70 bands and musicians registered. This meant that all of this database and all of this information kind of fell in our lap in a very short period of time. So the project we start we needed to figure out what to do with it and what to offer and stop being a little bit selfish in a way. Right. We started it because we wanted to have a music program, but then we realized okay, there's more people out there like us facing the same problems, let's let's do something together.
0: For the club and to give you a head start when the pandemic ended became a much wider crack of music.
1: Exactly. And I ended up putting the first company on marketing and communication to the service of this. So we basically became a a marketing agency encrusted in the Krakow music, in the local music scene. We still get a lot of questions if we are a booking agency and we get a lot of bands asking us to book gigs, concerts for them, not only local bands, but also touring bands, international bands. We started doing it because the activity also put, put us in touch with a lot of venue managers and music program managers. So we were able to do that. But it is not our main, our main focus. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's something that we do parallel, but it has, it has helped us build the brand as well. One of our first collaborations was with the museum, with Museum Narodove, with the national museum in September, 2020, just walking around Krakow, we noticed that they had a stage behind the Hotel Cracovia. They had an outdoor stage on a big outdoor area. And we noticed that they didn't have a, a program or well, they had a, a very small program that was lacking the music component. So we knocked at their door and proposed something, and we did a barter with them that gave them a full month of a, of a music program, so every weekend. And in exchange of that, we got we got a venue to do our own concerts, and that venue was the Sukinitsen. So we ended up having two concerts in Sukinitsen at the end of 2021 of a duo. that crack music music, in a, in a way, took under its wing, I wouldn't like to say that it's more of a symbiotic relationship rather than us taking them under the wing. They're very talented musicians, Ethan Smith, a saxophonist, and Grzegorz Kosovsky, a guitar player. Their music is very, very unique. And this duo is called Oniric Dunes. You can still find some of their music and photos of those co- those collaborations in our, on our website. We're looking forward to actually organizing the ne- their next concert. We realized that their music in particular is perfect for those kinds of settings. So we're looking to to collaborate with other museums and with other cultural institutions to, to have them, to put more dates on the calendar. But anyway, so yeah, all of of it became kind of merged together between the the Krakow School of Brewing, Krakow Music and Paracademic. They kind of all collaborate in a way. It might seem that there are different, completely different fields, brewing, music and academia, but in reality, my activity is the same. It's marketing and communication. I do the same thing for all of those. And luckily they complement each other
0: from time to time. It works. It works. Krakow music, you've explained how it came to be and it's part of the music scene in Krakow. Can you describe the music scene in Krakow? It's It's a very broad question. How to describe the Krakow music? For example, is it growing? Is it improving? Is it stagnant? Well, it's definitely not
1: stagnant. To say it's in decline, I don't think I wouldn't be that pessimistic. There's a little bit of everything for everyone. You have everything that you can expect a music scene to have. You have big arenas and auditoriums and concert halls, two music clubs and bars that put up a live music program, two cafes and restaurants that, if you allow me the phrase, instrumentalize music. They use music in order to attract clientele. But then sometimes they discover that there's something, it's, it's an element that they would like to keep. So you have everything, everything ever from the big fish to the small, you have everything in the crack music scene. And you have a very strong network of, of local musicians that collaborate in many different ways and in many different capacities. I would even use the word, not in a negative context. I, w- I would say it's very incestuous yeah. Yeah. in the sense that you have you have a project that arises from, a, from an open mic or from a, from a jam session, which are the base of any music scene, and they have to be there. And Krakow locally has, has two of them. and has two people, two driving forces behind that. is One of them is Monika Kaminska, who's doing the open mic in Strefa. She's been doing it for, I think, over 10 years. Not only in Strefa, she has moved venues. She was with us in Club Buda for a short period of time. Quatka was another one before that. And there's Cafe Chafe, which is run by a singer songwriter, Karol Hodek. Apart from that, you have jam sessions, very famous jam sessions that take place, for instance, in Harris Keno Jazz Bar. You have once in a month a Wednesday blues jam session, but you also have funk jam sessions, and those are essential. Essential for young musicians to start gaining skills, stage presence skills, building up an audience, getting to know, getting to get the feels of being on, on stage. I would say in general the Krakow music scene is very rich. There are always things to improve. The city itself has has a very supportive has a lot of support mechanisms for them as well. I think what is done from the grounds up, I think where there's those to meet, that's exactly where Krakow is. It's a good it's a very good balance.
0: I personally I love like music. I think Krakow's got a great music scene. I remember in the old days uh, still over yeah, the previous version Harris Kako was known for his jazz clubs the club of Kenya exactly it's probably not fair to ask this but do you have a favorite venue for certain kinds
1: of concerts yes I think I I could name at least four favorite venues one of them will be Alhemia I just mentioned another one will be club Re they have a great program of touring bands actually at the end of nikolasco at the end actually it's ashisha yeah police a very distinctive uh, beer garden as well. and But their music program is very, very tight. And they collaborate with another agency, a booking agency called Front Road Heroes, and they put together this festival called the Green Zoo Festival, uh, which has also been, been in Krakow for, I think, over 15 years. Their music program is very, very good. So Alchemia Kluburrem, Strefa on Tomasza Street. is a family-run music club which is also behind the Ethno-Krakow Festival, Slovinsky family, Joanna Swovińska, Jan Swoviński. They're very, very active and very supportive of everything that happens in Krakow.
0: And for modern musicians, you mentioned that they're a bit of being incestuous, and what I, my observations on the music scene here in Krakow is it seems to be a lot of cooperation, collaboration rather than competition. If people are looking to get Started. Uh, I often read in social media people who are meeting in town, they're either looking for partners for a band or just want to get into and discover the crack of music scene. Where would they go to start? I mean, obviously, I hope you're going to say crack of music. Where else would they be able to, to get what they're looking for?
1: I think as musicians, as new musicians, people who are coming here and want to get started in the music scene, the first thing to do is hit up those jam sessions and, yeah. and open mics. Of course, Crack of Music is there. We are a channel, we are a platform where people can browse and look what's going on. It will hopefully will point them in the right direction. We can also give them a word of advice if they just message us, if they, if they contact us directly, but I think, yeah, just, just showing up to all of these jam sessions and, and open mics and small concerts, you'll start meeting musicians and you start meeting organizers and you start meeting interesting people who are with similar interests and you will start getting they're in the ropes, let's say, of, uh, of the music scene. It's not very difficult. And when I said that it's incestuous, I actually meant that a collaboration starts, yes, in a, in a jam session or in an open mic, and then it turns out it becomes a small project uh, of perhaps a cover band that in, in a few months or in a year's time they start doing their own original songs, but the bass players is also playing with another band. And then down the road after a few months they ended up forming another project, then that in that way they kind of intertwined. So I can give you I can give you an example. We had a concert about two weeks ago, a farewell concert of a Costa Rican guitarist Jose Gonzalez. He mainly played in two cover bands, The Jam Machine and The Rocky Fellas. Those two bands gave birth to Mystic Fleet, Luke, Imbir, and perhaps I'm I'm missing someone here, but these are musicians that all started in this jamming bands, cover bands that now have their own projects and they're very talented musicians that just found found their, their vein right? and, and, and their affinities with
0: other musicians. What bands should people look out for? What, what's, who's up and coming? Who would you recommend? Up and coming should definitely catch the next. I think
1: I can give you, or establish, I think up and coming, jazz band, I will mention Neon Faces, it's a four-piece South African saxophonist Ethan Smith and three Polish uh, bass player, percussionist and a guitar player, a very talented guitar player, Moisius Tfosiduo. He also plays in another band, so if we if we stay in the jazz or experimental jazz, Ninja Episcopat, that will be another one. If we move to a bit of rock up-and-coming, I think pop rock, one of the latest bands that is, is making it out there is Cheap Tobacco, with uh, led by Natalia Kwiatkowska, a very, very charming girl, a lot of, lots of personality. They just ended a tour that, to promote their, their latest album. I think up and coming very talented musician, Mystic Fleet is definitely, Mystic Fleet is definitely a band to follow. They are a jamming band at, at, at heart, uh, but they've also putting out their singles now and their own music. The Black Tie Trio, a very good Blues, classic blues trio, led by Polish-Brazilian guitarist Luis de Oliveira, also with Ethan Smith, but not in the saxophone, but in bass. And Wojtek Svitalski, a very talented drummer who also plays and collaborates with a number of projects at different levels. Yeah, I think I think the world music, Ablai Baji Senegalese kora player, based in Krakow, Vasim Ibrahim. Syrian composer. And he has he has two two bands, Nasme, and another duo with Tomas Sanchez, Mexican percussionist. So yeah, where it Krakow has its good share of, of world world music bands and musicians. If you if you we uh, there's a lot of I mean we we was March so we had women in music. There's a new band, rock, progressive rock, UMA U M M A, that is also making a lot of noise.
0: Can you tell me for Crack of Music how can the community help, or do you have a, an appeal or something that you, you would like to share with the listeners? A call to action, if you will.
1: I think the only appeal will be if you if you're really into music, look elsewhere. Don't just look to the main program of music that it's out there, which the offer that the arenas and the big concert halls give you. But look a bit closer. Go to go to channels like Crack of Music, but also many other many other groups and many other websites that are out there and look for those bands that are starting. There's a lot of talent. That's a lot of talent. And if you live here in Krakow and you are passionate about music, you might not even know that three blocks away from your flat, there's a very talented jazz band playing this weekend. Just look closer, look a bit harder. That's, that's what Krakow music is there for as well. So that's hopefully that will, that will be a compass as well
0: for some (coughs) great Man, I'd like to say that I think it's incredible what you've done to support and bring together Crack of Music. There's obviously been a need for it when you've created it out of the pandemic for your own venue at the time, and then you saw the reaction and how it's grown and how I'm sure it's going to continue to grow. Thank you for sharing the story of Crack of Music. If I may, can I go back and ask you a little bit, how will I go through some questions which about your Krakow story, about Krakow and first impressions, because what I find is the reason that we're sharing these podcasts is to help share information and make life easier and better for people who live here. Not just the people who are really arrived, but people who have been here for some time. A few questions about your first impressions of Krakow. When you first arrived here, what was your biggest surprise, your biggest pleasant surprise about Krakow? I
1: didn't need Polish at all. I remember 20, even 20 years ago, I could, especially with young people, people my age, I was able to communicate even in, in Spanish. I was approached and I started speaking in English and I got an answer back in Spanish because they assumed that I'm from Latin America or that I spend. so That was one of my, my biggest surprise, And by now, many of us know that Polish people are very good with languages, mainly because their language is pretty hard. So they got the chops to learn new languages pretty fast. That was one of my biggest surprises. I remember walking down Planta and then, and meeting people and having a conversation in Spanish or in French. I mean, there's a lot of uh, internationals who've been here for a very long time and they don't still don't speak Polish and they, to be honest, they don't need it. It's, it's become so international. It's a small town, but at the same time it has that cosmopolitan, it's a bit strange.
0: And the counter to that, what was your biggest disappointment? I hate to be negative, but in this thing, they'd like to employ for people to know when they're coming here. A disappointment. Oh, wow.
1: My biggest disappointment in general? Or my biggest disappointment at that time now, at the riley I'll,
0: I'll give you an example. My list of what I love about Krakow is extremely long. But when people ask me what well, I don't like about Krakow, there's a short list that's about three things. It's the smog, it's the graffiti, it's the driving and the traffic.
1: Oh, yeah, I think I will agree with you with with the traffic and driving as well. I don't know if this is just a factoid or someone, like, I think someone told me that Krakow is one of the cities with the highest number
0: of accidents, road accidents. I know Poland, it features highly in this European league table, if you like, but I wouldn't be surprised. It certainly is one of the things that irritates me. Okay, one thing that nobody told you about Krakow before you came here that you wish you knew,
1: well, I had an insider's view because I, I met this girl from Krakow, but when I got here 20 years ago and I, I've never been, I've never been the kind of person that looks back and with, with nostalgia. Yes. I miss my country. I miss my friends and family, but I've never had that. So weather for me, is not a problem. It's never been an issue. And it's one of the first things that Polish people ask me, what are you, what are you doing here? Are you're from Mexico. Why did you move to Poland where we have this long winters while wow. Actually, I, I love long winters and I love the fact that you can see the change in, in, in the seasons.
0: We've come from different ends here. You're from Mexico, I'm Scottish, as people probably guess with that accent. In Scotland, we don't have seasons, we have four different shades of grey. Here in Crackle, one of the things I love is you have defined seasons.
1: Maybe, perhaps one thing just to come back and answer your question, the lack of sun. It's not, a, it's not that it's a problem for me and I don't know if it will have a, an impact in my decision to move here or not, I don't think so, but then I, I saw it and it was something that uh, that was very new for me. Having the sun rising very early in the morning and then suddenly at 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, in the early afternoon, it's already dark, the short days. It's very interesting. It's not something negative, at least for me, it's not negative. A lot of people say, oh yeah, the lack of sun. Well, you know, I think I have enough sun inside me to go around. <laughs> My mother, every time she comes and visits and, and it's winter or it's close to winter, she's still very amazed. But then on the other hand, you have summer days, right? Where you have it's 8:30 at night or 9 even. It's bright and it's great.
0: Talking about the city, do you have a favorite place? Which you're gonna to go to your place? I have a
1: few few favorite places, and more than favorite, these are places that just have become part of my circuit, and and I kind of built my own microcosmos, you know, around them. One of them be a small cafe bar in the city center, right in the right smack in the old town on Stolarska Street, it's a Lokal, na It's my
0: favourite name for a bar. I know. Because the name for it is the direction. Is the direction, says Piercylokal. the first bar on the left in Stolarska, around the corner. Exactly.
1: Try, I always try to say it in Polish and I never, I always fail.
0: It has a different name. My wife and other of uh, my old Twickelwin friends call it, I've just called my wife old. My longer term Polish friends call it after a priest. Yeah, that's our place to go for a nightcap on the way home.
1: But I think the owner, the owner actually used to be in uh, the Dominicans, and he stepped out of the the seminar to,
0: to, to open a bar.
1: And, well, I I think that was not the order. I think he fell in love there, and then there was and something happened. Yeah, it's a great place. So. And one of the things that I, I really like about that place, and I think it applies for t- to many to many other places, is that it has built its identity. The identity of the place is the identity of the people that go there. It's never an Im- it's not an imposing place. It's not like you walk into a Starbucks and then it's all Starbucks. It's w- world Starbucks around you. No, here in, in in a place like that, and this is something very particular of Krakow cafes, the culture, the coffee cultured cafe cultures in Krakow. You step in, and and the people that are there are the ones that bring the atmosphere, And that's very, that's particularly true for this place on Stilavska. You have a certain vibe and atmosphere in the morning. It's very relaxed. People coming and and having a a shot of of coffee before going to work. Then in the mid morning, you have some business meetings and people sitting down, talking, work, planning, or just procrastinating. What better place to do that than Krakow? And then it starts changing, you know, as, as it gets later. The vibe changes. The lights come down. And it becomes more of a bar. It Stops being just like a fan, and it becomes more of a bar. So that's very, very unique, and I really like. I really like that.
0: So as to people, I remember an interview a long time ago about far to Krakow. And I remember to this day what you said, it's the people that make Krakow and the people that make a community. And it's the same for these Krakow bars and cafes. It's roll locals, cool, so it's the, it's a kind of play on English, but it's the characters that give the place. the character. For we sure, there, there's a guy, I remember, when I go to Lacal there's a guy comes in, comes up on his bike and he's got all his lycra in, and he sits in the corner and talks to the guys. And this is obviously his routine. <laughs> Don't think I've been in there when, he's not, when this has not happened. Mm-hmm. But what other places are maybe outdoor place or
1: An outdoor place. Well, I love I love Las Volsky. So the for, the Volsky Forest. It's one of the especially now. Now it's it's season time right now to start going out for walks. But even during the winter, we used to, when I used to work at the university, the Institute of European Studies used to be on Czechoslovak Castle. Great location. So it was very easy to, to just go and take a walk around around the, the facilities, around the buildings. It's beautiful. So Lasboski will be an outdoor place, together with Sakshuvik, I guess. When they
0: can get official. Like,
1: official, yes. I, I actually don't know exactly what's going on there. Yeah. I know they were doing some, there's a there's a project.
0: Yes, they're renovating the putting and pools. they are putting in a visitor centre. There's been some problems, the that they're all in debt. And it's officially closed, but of course that doesn't stop people going there.
1: Well, now the area close to Nova, well, in Nova actually around a museum of, Aviation very close to town Ta- where town is as well, but that area is also very nice to to go have a walk and have uh, just greenery. Is very, it's changed.
0: It has changed a lot. I don't know. We've both seen many changes of oh Magareko. Oh yeah,
1: just just the uh, just the diagonal between Platz Czepiński and Mawarinek. you remember they both of uh, both of them were parking lots? Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's that's amazing.
0: I often quote Mustoba uh-huh. from Plac Svalnica. when they put the footbridge in. How it absolutely regenerated. Exactly. And across the Mm -hmm. Venomansport Bridgeup, which happens to be one of my favorite parts of the city. Probably one of the last questions is, I will try to help make life easier for people in Krakow uh, and especially newcomers. What would be your top tip for a newcomer to Krakow, a Krakow newbie? Choose a place and
1: can stick to it. Even if you, you go around and, and meet other people, go to different places, but choose a place that you, especially at the beginning, choose a place that you will frequent, that will you go there frequently. Why? As simple as you'll meet the same people and those, and they will meet you. They will ask you questions. This is, this is how my, my Polish got better. I used to go to Pierce Lokal, and I used to sit down in, in a corner, small corner, and people will come to me and I was just starting to learn Polish and people will start, they, they saw me sitting there almost, you know, every second day. So people, the regulars will start coming and asking me the same question. Who are you and where are you from? So I got a chance to practice my Polish and repeat it, not twice, not thrice, but 10 times because there were a few people asking me. After a couple of weeks, the same people will ask, okay, what brought you here? By that time, in two weeks, I had already acquired in classes, in classes, in Polish class, a little bit more. So they have the vocabulary you study, I'm studying your Polish. So yeah, so so that that got me, that helped me train train my own Polish, and it's kind of like plug and play or just press play, right? And I repeat it, and of course they help you because they're happy to to listen to you speak Polish, and they help you. They help you how to okay, no, you don't say it like this, you say it like this. Use these words, What does that mean? And you get and you get to inter- you have that kind of interaction, and that's. Really, really valuable. So frequent the place, you know, discover the city, go around, but choose a place where you, even if maybe it's, you know, the cafe in the corner where you live, frequent it. Mm-hmm. Get to know the people that go there.
0: Find your local. Yeah. yeah. Make your own micro community and stuff. Exactly. You know, the people. Great tip. And not only in Krakow, I think everywhere. It just applies everywhere. For for me, in my past life in Krakow, I had my place, it was Café Dim. Oh, here no, to matter. fact, when I got married, one of my gifts was a photograph of the sign for Dim, saying the whole sweet home, because it was, but yeah, great tip, that's how you make friends, and people are always fine, but they want to fuck. Fan, thank you very much indeed for being the first guest for this new podcast series. I really appreciate you taking the time. I wish you the very best with Krakow music. May it continue to grow. Support the live music scene here in Krakow. Musicians and to keep our community entertained. Well, uh, who doesn't love some great live music? So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for coming along today. Juan, do you have a final message for our listeners? Just enjoy the city. It's it's perfect time. is almost here. Exactly. Can't wait. It's it started
1: already. and have a glorious day at today. Thanks. Thank you. Likewise, thank you for the invitation, David, and, and we'll be seeing each other very soon.
0: This has been Krakow Stories with Juan Sarabia talking about Krakov music, the Krakow music scene, and sharing his Krakow story. Thank you for listening.